I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather. Welcome to the Hey Heather podcast, where I attempt to interview and get to know as many of the world's Heathers and their stories as humanly possible. I'm your host, Heather Edwards. Today's Heather comes to us from Scotland. She's a social media producer, one of the hosts of the I've Never Seen the OC podcast, and mother to Kelly Kapowski. We'll talk more about that later. Please welcome to the show, Heather Campbell. Hello. Hey, Heather. How are you? Good. Thanks, Heather. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, it sounds great. 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 So you are in Scotland. I am in Scotland. The sun is just about to set, so I have an excessive amount of lights on in the flat to combat that when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. What Can you tell me what Scotland is like? I've never had the pleasure of visiting. Um, oh, that's a that's a big question. Um, I always think I'm very blessed to be Scottish. Like, it's pretty good being Scottish. Like, we as people, generally speaking, are very fierce and very loyal and very vocal, but also very friendly. Like, and I think that's what's so nice about like going away places and coming home is like mm. when you come home, you're like this is good it's got good energy but we're also completely spoiled because uh, between like Glasgow and Edinburgh you have like two of the biggest and most vibrant exciting cities in the UK if not Europe if not the world world. Um, and then like not even an hour's drive from Glasgow you can get to the beach or you can get to the mountains you can get up north you can go up to the highlands where you get that really quintessential like big mountains lochs all that sort of stuff so yeah we we pretty much have it all apart from it rains a lot that's that's a drawback but no it's pretty good I like being Scottish that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I love I've lived in some places here. I'm in Maryland, um, on the East Coast of the US. And I've lived uh, in California most recently before here. And we were kind of in a spot where you could drive an hour in any direction and you could be at the beach, the mountains, the city, the country. So I like that. It's good. I love I love LA. Like I love LA. Uh, we've got friends that stay over there. And mm-hmm. I would just I think if I obviously I'd love to I'd love to move to New York don't get me wrong like uh-huh. I've watched Sex in the City too many times same here so part of me would love to go there <laughs> but our friends in LA like their Instagram feed is just enviable like every post they put up I'm like maybe we should just move to LA like it's lovely you recently moved back to Scotland after spending some time in London is that correct Yes, um, I was in London for eight years. That's a long time. It was quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Almost all of my 20s was um, in London. And I moved about in London quite a lot. Um, I moved five times in eight years. Um, <laughs> it was a lot. I think when I was moving back home, I honestly was like, I never want to pack a box ever again. I'm, I'm over this. Completely <laughs> understand that. that. When we moved into our flat, I was just like, this is it. We live here forever and yep. I never leave it. <laughs> I've been there. Um, it doesn't usually work out that way. <laughs> no, that's already, we've been here two years and already we're like, maybe we should move somewhere else. So, um, but yeah, London was amazing. I loved, I loved London. Um, I went through a really weird phase, like in like my late teens, early 20s where I always knew I wanted to leave like I always wanted to leave Glasgow Mm -hmm. and I'd looked 
when I was at uni, I'd looked at doing a kind of sabbatical type thing in Prague. I'd looked at kind of my uncle lives in Boulder. I'd looked at like maybe going and trying to do some like work experience with like over there, like was just like, I knew I wanted to leave Glasgow. Mm -hmm. And I remember my friend was down in London and I went to visit her and it was Christmas time. And as soon, as soon as I stepped off the train into Euston station, I was just like, this is it. Like, I need to be here and it was this weird like like longing like yeah. and even now even now when I go down to visit the second I step off the train I'm just like I feel like I'm home like a different kind of home to Glasgow but I just feel so excited I guess like it's just got this weird kind of palpable energy that I just really thrive from and I love I love the anonymity is that the word um I love that you can walk about and not bump into anyone you know like that really appeals to me and I know a lot of people hate that they like you know having their local and having you know family and stuff close but there was a huge part of it that I was just like man like there's however many million people in this city and I'm just one of them like yeah. it was really exciting yeah you and I are very alike in that sense. Um, I felt the same way visiting California. I was actually born in California and I have an aunt who lives there. So every year I would go at least a couple of times to go visit. But as soon as I would step off the airplane, there was just something in the air that it was just such high energy. Like you said, it was like this yeah. palpable thing. It was just excitement and I could be wh whoever I wanted to be. Yeah, totally. So what brought you back to Scotland? A real mixture of things, actually. Um, so I moved down when I was 21, 22. Um, so I just finished university. I just finished a master's at university. And I was kind of looking for work in Scotland and it just wasn't happening. I'm very impatient. <laughs> this is a running theme in my life. I'm very impatient. And I was kind of looking for jobs, applying for jobs, and there was just nothing there like that was happening at the pace I wanted it to be <laughs> gotcha <laughs> um and I knew I knew I desperately wanted to be a producer at Radio One that's what I wanted to do so I went down there and I did that I, I was a producer there that makes it sound really easy it was so hard well, like I wanted to do it so I just went there and I became a yeah, producer I um <laughs> I no there was a lot of blood sweat and a lot of tears um to even just get my foot in the door let alone like work my way up and yeah over the case over the maybe like four years um probably no actually probably over six years like between me moving to London and me leaving Radio One so yeah, a huge part of my chunk of time in London was based around working in this dream job. And then I decided to leave. Um, the, I, I just didn't love it. Like, I think I had this real expectation in my brain of what it would be like mm -hmm. and what that would mean. And I'm very much, uh, you work hard. If you work hard, you'll get what you want. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was really working hard. I was doing everything I should be. And I just couldn't get that permanent contract. Mm. And I was like, this is crap. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't sound fair at all. No. And I was like, I was working so hard. And don't get me wrong. Everyone was so supportive. Everyone, like they're an amazing team. And I still have lots of friends who work there. And like, I adore the work that they, the content they put out, the, the presenters they work with. Like, I love it all. Even now it's like a listener. I, lo I listen to it all the time. I love it. But just being in that building, 
brought out this weird kind of hyper competitive side of me that I didn't like. I'm already super competitive. It's something I'm trying really hard to rein in, uh, particularly in like non-professional environments. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants me on their team on like sports days. Like it's not the one. Um, So yeah, it really kind of pushed that side of me in a way that I was like, this is not who I want to be. Like I should not be seeing my friends and my colleagues as this level of competition. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I know some people really thrive in that environment. And I did for a long time, but mm-hmm. it definitely got to a point where I was like, I don't like this version of myself. Um, so I left and started working with another company. And at that time, my partner, Ali, he was living in London as well. And we'd always talked about moving home. That was always the plan. That was always the end goal was moving home. And um in our heads we were like of course we'll both get like our dream jobs back home at the same time (laughs) and we'll move at the same time and it'll be amazing it'll be perfect of course and that didn't happen it didn't (laughs) imagine that that didn't happen um so yeah he got a job back in glasgow and it was like an amazing job like it I would have been annoyed if he hadn't taken it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, obviously like two weeks after he got that job, I was offered a promotion in my job in London. Oh. And I was just like, well, I can't leave London and <laughs> you can't not go back to Glasgow. So he moved home and we did long distance for a year and a half, almost two years. Mm, that's um, a long time. It was, well, we'd already done long distance at the start of our relationship. Gotcha. We did long distance for like, the first two or three years oh okay um, so we kind of we kind of knew what to expect and yeah this time at least we had money the first time we <laughs> that did always long helps. Distance, <laughs> the first time we did long distance we had no money like it was awful and I'm sure it's the same in the states but like when you have less money the travel options just get worse oh yeah you can't go worse. anywhere <laughs> yeah so it was having to get like this night bus from London to Glasgow that took like 12 hours oh, man. and it was hot and okay it cost 12 pounds so it cost like nothing yeah but it was awful yeah <laughs> like it was so bad and there's always a drunk person on the bus <laughs> and, oh god yeah so at least the second time it wasn't quite as bad right um so yeah when he moved home we were like okay maybe I should start looking for jobs back home but I'd just been offered this promotion and was doing that job and I was like my career has been so important to me and I've worked so hard at it I don't want to just give up on that like Mm -hmm. when I move home it needs to be for the right the right job Mm -hmm. um so yeah we waited a year and a half almost two years um before eventually I got a job back home um and yeah I moved back to back to Glasgow which was weird because I now live like 20 minutes from my parents like the house I grew up in okay wow um I, I like live not even a half hour walk from my like my secondary school like my high school so it's really weird like it's weird yeah, you've like come full circle in a way yeah but it's funny when we were looking at, at buying up buying a flat um I kind of circled an area around my old high school and was like nowhere there there are too many memories <laughs> attached too many memories. To <laughs> so yeah so now you are currently a social media producer I am yeah what does that entail exactly i'm not even sure man (laughs) (laughs) every day is very different um so 
a lot of the time because I'm freelance, I will have a company, normally a production company approach me and say, we are working on this project for, I'm trying to think of an example that I've done recently. We're working on a project for BBC Five Live. They do a charity thing every year called Sport Relief. Um, this year, this rugby player is cycling from Cardiff down in Wales up to Aberdeen at the very top of Scotland. Would you look after the group of people who are doing all the social content from that? So that'll be going across like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, and it's going to be for five days. So my job would be to go in and make sure the team are kind of doing all the right filming, have a plan, know what they're doing, making sure that all the copy that goes with the social posts is mm -hmm. right and not going to get us sued, and uh, that all the video content is kind of up to the standard and quality that we'd want it to be, that it's right for the audience that we're trying to reach. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, like, I'm definitely not scared of like getting my hands dirty. Like, a lot of the time, I'll do the kind of content capturing too, because um, mm -hmm. that's what I did for a long time. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird thing when you get more senior, because you like, I am a bit of a control freak, and I know that. But I remember what it was like having managers who micromanaged you and mm -hmm. asked you to do something and then just did it themselves anyway and I would never never want to be that guy <laughs> so I really have to keep myself in check and be like okay it's not how I would do it but it's still really good so right and just trying to relax into that but yeah there's a lot of it which is like kind of reporting and um, so going through a brand and kind of figuring out what they have done over the last year and what that looks like and what they could do next year and um, sometimes it'll be like a full brand re um like a rebrand um so like a brand mm -hmm. will come to us and be like what are we doing wrong on socials can you help us do it better so yeah it's a real mixed bag it's it's never dull put it that way <laughs> Do you work typically just within like um, one particular industry, like entertainment or fashion or sports, or it's just kind of all over the place? Oh man, I wish it was fashion. Like I wish it was fashion, but it's not. Maybe one day. Um, no, I predominantly work in music and entertainment. Oh, okay. Um, and then a little bit of kind of sports stuff here and there, but predominantly entertainment and music because I come from a like Radio One, the dream job mm -hmm. that I hadn't left. That is a, a music station. So all of their stuff is, is music based. So quite naturally when I went into social content based on that, it was very much like, well, you're the music person. So um, yeah. that's kind of kind of where that's gone. But like, I love music, so it's it's pretty handy. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. And then so also in your spare time, you also have your own podcast. I do in my spare time. <laughs> Me and my friend Kerry, um, who's amazing. She is a teacher and she teaches me more than she teaches those bloody kids. She's amazing. Um, we do a podcast called I've Never Seen the OC. Um, because, I love that. Well, I had never seen the OC. And a lot of my friends were just like, they would make references, like cultural references. I'd be like, right. what are you talking about? And they'd be like, can you just watch the show? Just watch the show so we can make these jokes and you can be in on it. So Kerry and I went on that journey. We started last year. It's almost a year, actually. It was a year last October. Um, we are on season two, episode 17. So if you're a fan, Trey is back. He's just out of prison. 
Um, so that's that's where we are. It's uh, yeah, because the OC came out in two thousand and three, correct? Yeah, right. So you are just now in season two. So where where can we find the podcast? Oh, so it's on Spotify and it's on Apple, it's on Google. And if you head to at Never Seen the OC on Twitter and Instagram, there's a little link in our bio there. Perfect. You can also give us a follow if you like. We're funny, I promise. We're really funny. Yeah, I'm definitely going like to follow him. and listen. This is going to be great. <laughs> if you like two slightly sarcastic Scottish girls talking about feminism and the lack of diversity in <laughs> naughty's like teen tv shows you'll be you'll love it perfect oh that's great um, it is really funny watching a tv show that came out because I, I think a lot of my friends loved it like really loved it and like loved seth and everyone when i told them oh i'm doing this podcast they're like oh, you're gonna love seth he's amazing like he's like he's kind of like ali like you'll love him he's amazing and maybe like halfway through season one, I was like, this guy's a bit of a, this guy's a bit of a douchebag. Like, he's not very good. Like, he talks down women all the time. He plays mind games. He's horrifically, horrifically homophobic towards like Alex and Marif Marissa. Like, there's just loads of things that have come up. And like, guys, are we watching the same show? <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's it's weird to watch shows now that were made such a long time ago i love yeah. to go on netflix and hulu and binge old series like frasier cheers the golden girls and it's hilarious and i can watch and watch and watch but i'm like man this was really filmed in a different time like oh my god so much so and i think that's the thing like because we very much feel that things like scrubs and the oc and even friends to a certain extent are like of our era like they are they're shows that have made us who we are mm -hmm. like consuming them is part of us and then you go back and watch it and you're like oh man how did i not how did i not realize that was bad yeah some like, of it's pretty cringy it's really weird. yeah well let's move on and talk about kelly kapowski <laughs> who is your cat oh my god yeah i i mean, i was gonna try and see if i could find her but i think she's sleeping in the back room Um, she will probably make a cameo later but yeah we uh she's a london cat we got her when we were living in london and um we were told that she was 12 weeks because that's when you can adopt a kitten and um, so we went and got her and she was tiny like she was like honestly she could like fit in my palm she was so small and then um, we took her to the vets as you do to get her registered and the vet was like oh how, how old is she and I was like oh she's probably like 15 weeks by now but we got her when she was 12 weeks and the vet was like she is not 15 weeks like she is like eight weeks if you're lucky so the guy that had sold us to her had, had sold us to her when she was too young um which is obviously awful like it's so cruel to like take take a baby away from its mum um but it does mean she is like the sookiest cat i don't know if that's a scottish word Sometimes i think it's I a scottish things, word like, is that a scottish word now that i'm saying it i'm like of course it is it sounds so scottish um so it kind of means like she's super like cuddly and like won't leave your side Aww. and will like follow us around and like i think she thinks me and ali are her parents like so she um she a lot of the time like when you're trying to sit and work she'll like sit on your laptop or she'll sit on your lap or she's got a really bad habit of like she'll try and like like 
getting like under your arm like she'll try and like snuggle in there Aww. and you're just like you're adorable and I love you but I need to work can you stop yes <laughs> they're called boundaries you need to get some but then you know what cats are like like as soon as I try and show her affection she's like don't touch me woman right yeah it's only on her terms of course how did you come up with the name Kelly Kapowski are you a big Save by the Bell fan <laughs> well so yeah, I wanted a cat for ages and Ali was not budging on it. Like he was just like, no, like we rent a flat in London. No, we're not getting a cat. And then I saw a cat for sale and I was just like, Ali, we're getting a cat. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to see her tomorrow. We're getting a cat. Um, so he had literally no say in it. And like, I remember I went to get her and I'd come home and he was coming home from work and he came in and he was like, I can't believe you've got a cat. And he sat down and it was like, as soon as he saw her, he was like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and he named her, that was the deal. So I was like, well, I forced you into- He named her Kelly. Oh my so gosh. He named her. But it's ridiculous because when we go to the vets, they don't just say, oh, Heather, can you come to the, the room with, with your pet? They're like, um, could Kelly Kapowski Campbell McRae come to room one, please? And I'm like, yes. why do we have such an extra name for our cat? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Kelly Kapowski. She's great. She's wonderful. I feel, especially during lockdown, I feel very lucky to have had her. Like, it's just so nice. Oh, yeah. She's great. Do you know why you were named Heather? Is that just like a very popular Scottish <laughs> Do you know, that was funny. name because of the flower or? They, when you sent over that email being like, oh, like two questions we normally ask is like, uh, like, do you know any other Heathers? And why are you called Heather? And I have only really met two other Heather, like that I've actually like had regular experience with. Um, one of them was like my best friend's friend from school, but she was in the year above me. So like, the only time it really like was an issue was like at her birthday party with where the other Heather would be there. Um, but she's lovely. Like I still like I vaguely know her now as an adult as well. So it's like it's funny as well because when we hang out with this mutual best friend, she's always like, oh, Toshy. And she means Heather because she's Heather Tosh. But like I got to keep Heather and Heather Tosh got Toshy. So I got to keep the Heather. And then the other one was like a girl in school, but like again like we were not in close proximity so it was never an issue I always wanted to have like a little girl gang like in the Heathers um but that never it never happened there's only one of me never panned out <laughs> um but no the reason I'm called Heather is I was meant to be called Maddie which is like a really Scottish name mm -hmm. and it's spelt with like loads of, it's got like an H it's like M-H-A-I-R-I there's too many letters in it that don't need to be there in my opinion. <laughs> I'm also terrible at spelling, so that would not have been a good start for me in life, trying to spell <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, they, my mum and dad were really set on the, the name Maddie. And then a couple of months before I was born, they'd gone to, um, I say they'd gone to the pub, but it's not like my mum was like, right. drinking. Like they'd gotcha. gone to the pub for lunch or something. Right. And then... Um, there was a woman, an older woman at the bar who was really, really drunk and like kind of embarrassing herself drunk. Yeah. And she was called Maddie. And I think they just looked at each other and were like, we're going to need to find another name. Completely <laughs> turned off by the name at that moment in time. So yeah, that's a good good job for me. I like the name Heather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think their second choice was Kirsty. They wanted to call me Kirsty. And when they told my aunt, 
my dad's brother's wife, who was also pregnant, oh, we're not going to go with Mary anymore. We think we're going to go with Kirsty. She was like, that's awkward because that's that's our name. That's what we're going with. Oh, um, okay. So they were like, oh man, on to the third <laughs> one. So yeah, Heather, third time lucky. Third time's the charm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool to be Heather. I have always loved my name as well. Like I think a lot of people try and get like um like nicknames and abbreviations, and I just I'm like, no, just Heather. Heather's fine. Why did you want to make this podcast? I'm like, now's the time. If I 2020. If, if I don't do it now, it's, it's never going to happen. Um, We've all had some spare time this year, let's face it. Exactly. Yeah. So I have time to do it. So let's do it. But what in the heck am I going to talk about? I love meeting new people, connecting with them, learning their stories, but I can't interview everyone in the world. That's way too ambitious. So how can I narrow this down? And I'm like having this internal dialogue with myself, like, come on, Heather, think of something, Heather. And I'm like, Heather, hmm. So I like started to do some research and apparently in the US alone, there's half a million people named Heather. Oh my God. So I'm like, okay, that's way more than I ever expected. So those are my guests. I just need to find them and try to get them interested and started posting on Instagram. And surprisingly, so many Heathers were like, me, me, I want to be, I'm like, really? Like you, you guys are interested in this? So it just kind of. It is such a cool idea. It was actually in my good friend, Lindsay Bogus. She screen grabbed it and she sent it to me and was like, you should do this. So thank you, Lindsay Bogus, for uh, making this happen. Yes. Shout out to Lindsay. This is great. She's also a mega babe. I love her. She's wonderful. I'm so excited. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get some listeners and I don't care if anyone listens because it's just been so fun to meet all these new people and see new faces and learn about Heathers and it's been awesome. So thank you for being part of our Heather journey. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And yeah, fire me over any links that you have, like when the episode, like when the series launches, and okay. then let me know when my episode launches and I'll share that on my socials and OC as well. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm going to get off here and check out the OC podcast. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's such an interesting premise. Yeah, it's fun. I would definitely recommend, we just did um, the Rainy Day Woman, the one with the Spider-Man kiss. That was a couple of weeks ago. So would definitely, if that's a memorable one for you, I would give that a listen. It's, uh, it was a fun episode. All right. Well, say hi to Kelly Kapowski for me. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to see if I can go and try and get her? Yeah. Bear with me one second. For sure. Yeah. Take your time. She's looking at me like she hates me. <gasps> hi. Let me get my headphones on. <gasps> Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest that just popped into the studio. It's Ms. Kelly Kowalski herself. She looks so unimpressed. <laughs> She's like, I was sleeping. What have you done? <laughs> Bright yellow eyes. Is she all black or black and brown? She is all black. She's off in the prowl. That's it. That was a fleeting moment. <laughs> I'm glad we got it. <laughs> it was enough. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy. Yeah, we definitely have to keep in touch. For sure. Bye, Heather. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. You can also sign up to receive updates and other podcast news on our website, theheyheatherpodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram at theheyheatherpodcast. I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather. <laughs>